The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. What is up? Welcome to the show, giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out jasonqualscfp.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S-C-F-P.com. If you want to jump in and be a part of the show, click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. Up market, down market. When everything is going well, market's riding high. No worries, right? You got this. Retirement's a breeze. Things get a little bumpy. We start watching CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, whatever. Listening to the radio, podcast. Everything is doom and gloom, right? You know, the banking crisis, the dollar crisis, the China crisis. Is this any different? Is any market decline ever any different? Sure, the amount that it goes down declines over how long it's different. Usually the overall reasons are different. But is it different? I don't think it's different because the fear-mongering is still there. There's still doubt. Are you doing the right thing? Should we make a change? What's coming next? Uncertainty. The thing to remember about investing is there's not a whole lot of uncertainty if you remember what's already happened in the past. I love looking at 2008. It didn't take long after the worst decline in the U.S. stock market since the Great Depression for the markets to fully recover and then go on a freaking tear the next 10 or 12, maybe 11 years. Nonetheless, articles come out saying, telling us reasons to consider staying invested in a down market. And the very first point of staying invested in a down market is that things are on sale. That's the, everything is on sale. Yes, things are down. That's a buying opportunity. Duh. Most people, though, markets decline. They want to run. They don't want to buy more. What should you do? Be buying more. There's one adage in personal investment planning. Whatever your emotions are telling you to do, do the opposite. <laughs> That's typically the way that it works. Yeah, but we're talking about staying invested. That's the title of the article. And then the very first point of why we should stay invested is we need to be buying more. Those are two different things, right? Am I overthinking this? Buying more and staying invested is different. Point number two, you cannot market time. This is the one that's arguably, this this is for the newer 
younger person that's grown up with you know the robin hood companies buying fractional share, shares of stock and being able to basically with their smartphone um be able to buy crypto or any share of stock or shares of stock that they want and there's a lot of a lot of press that came out on the reddit boards a few years ago when they took GameStop to the top and then back down again young people believe in market timing historically though historically so the thing about when we're talking about retirement dollars not the thing but here's the thing when we're talking about retirement dollars we don't want to play games we don't want to play guessing games we want to go there's no such thing as a sure thing but we want to go with the most probable thing what's the most probable thing we got to cut investment costs cut advisor cost we need to look at long-term investment allocation strategies only use index funds don't try to jump in and jump out all these things you've heard a hundred times not a million times on financial coaching radio or from any other credible certified financial planner but you know saying to someone oh you can't market time and they know a buddy who is only telling them the good times that they had trading crypto or any other uh sector of the market but we that's playing games we can also play the lottery we can also go to vegas with retirement money and hope we hit it big we can also buy into some crazy speculative startup company those things aren't sure things nothing is a sure thing but they sure as hell aren't probable things that's really what market timing is about or not about in retirement let's do something that's probable gives us the highest level of probability not to run out of money in retirement and not to drive us freaking crazy what would drive you crazy you say well if you're dealing with ups and downs in your 60s 70s and 80s all the time driving you crazy on the flip side of that you can't just stick everything in your mattress or go buy a two percent cd you inflate it or three percent or four percent or whatever they're paying today with inflation is seven eight nine percent not working out for you now, i know it's a crazy environment we're in we got to do things that are probable in retirement Another reason, according to the article, consider staying invested in a down market. Is this even? Is this a down? Is this a down market? Are we in a down market? Market's down, been down, but are we down? What if you started investing four or five years ago, or six years, or ten years ago? Are you down overall, or you just have less than you had last year or the year before? Is that down? We could argue that all day long. Down market could present tax planning, and I was just talking about this with clients. Tax loss harvesting, Roth IRA conversions, those are all things that need to be on your list. If you have questions about those, be sure to let me know. Off of the air, click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. Roth conversion, taking traditional pre-tax IRA money, switching it over to a Roth IRA to grow it tax-free, withdraw it tax-free. If you have regular investment accounts, you want to make sure you're looking at tax-lost harvesting. Look it up if you're not familiar with it. We're not going to, we may do a segment today on tax-lost harvesting, but maybe not. It only applies to accounts that are non-retirement accounts. I mean like non-IRA, non-401k. The markets can be a great place to outpace 
inflation. This is one that's got me kind of scratching my head. You know, the academia teaches you stocks as an asset class is the only asset class that can really substantially beat the rate of inflation. I'm going to the historical return of stock market by about 10%, depending on what you look, 10, 11, 12%. Historical rate of inflation, I don't know if you're counting, worst is probably three and a half, four percent 4%, even counting the last year, and that would probably be very, very generous. You know, the inflation average is about 3% over the same time frame if we're using for the stock market. But what, is, what, what happens when an asset class can't beat inflation that's supposed to be beating inflation? I guess you just look at what's down. But if stocks were having a great year, I don't know if we could have 8% inflation and have stocks having a great year. But they're trending that way right now. Let's keep our fingers crossed. You want my take on the title of this article? Again, it's called Reasons to Consider Staying Invested in a Down Market. How about you have a freaking financial plan? That's why you're going to stay invested. You have an investment strategy based on your retirement goals. How about that is a reason? These articles drive me nuts. If you cannot tell, I'm Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Look me up, JasonQualsCFP.com. Kevin Sizemore, CPA with Tethero Helen Welch will be joining in right after this short break. Make sure you keep, keep it locked in right here on WGNS. Hey, Financial Coaching Radio listeners, if you don't understand exactly how your financial advisor is compensated, you could be in big trouble. My name is Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner. To learn more about why my process is so unique, go to JasonQualsCFP.com or call 878-2134 today. Okay, folks, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. If you were my client or a loved one, I would never let you get your wills done online. This is truly a case of where you only get what you pay for, and those you leave behind will be the ones to pay the price. Go see estate planning attorney John Baker today by calling 896-5621 or go to bakercouncil.com. Again, that's 896-5621 or bakercouncil.com. Get the expert estate planning advice you need today. Did you know that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages? This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at THNW CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with THNW CPAs at 848-1072. That's 848-1072 or online at THWCPA.com. Welcome back to Financial Coaching Radio. Joining in now is Kevin Sizemore, CPA of Tethero Hell and Welch, THWCPA.com. Interesting article coming out about the president. I'm assuming they published these articles about other presidents, too. I haven't remembered one in quite some time. 
Biden's earnings have trended slightly downward over three years after averaging more than 600000 in 2020-2021. The median U.S. household, whole household is around 70000 The White House on Tuesday released the tax returns of the Bidens and the vice president. So the Bidens look like they pay. They made five hundred about eighty grand. Good money. It's Most of, of it came from uh, being president and her with her professor at a college. She's from still university. a Jill. Jill, yeah. Jill still a teacher. I think. Well, she's getting paid. <laughs> I think Got a pension what, or something? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. 24% tax rate effective, I guess. Paid almost $138,000 in federal income taxes. Not that $580,000 isn't a lot of money, but it kind of makes me sad that that's all our president made. Really? Shouldn't he be a wealthy person? I think he's a wealthy person. He's not getting the income. He's not getting the income, but he's got the wealth, obviously. What's his net worth? Do you know? I have no idea. I would say it's up in the... My guess is going to be let's 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 bet on that. Four hundred thousand dollars salary is being president. His Jill was paid eighty two thousand for her job at, for teaching. I would say he's worth about twenty. Is my guess. You think? Look that up on your phone. There's no way he's worth twenty million, unless they're counting like future. What what does he even own? He's got like five houses. Interesting. Trying to see if it says how much they have in investment income. But still, um, net worth or no now, net worth? It, it, it seems nine, like he, $9 million is net worth. And that's that's not bad. No. But shouldn't someone that's the leader of the free world be more successful than that? Uh, yeah. That's what Obviously, I, <laughs> I thought he had more net worth. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that's you know that's his reportable net worth or someone's estimate of it and most of that net worth at least as far as his income has really um coming from being president he really hasn't been making that much income that long he's really lived off his his congressional salary all these years yeah and i'm not sure how much that what's that about 200 yeah i think it was like a couple hundred thousand something like that and then he became vice president and then his financial situation drastically changed but I'm uh, going off of memory, as when they first released his financial information way back when, he did not have that much money. Uh, he had obviously not been, uh, he had not had a son with a crazy laptop doing deals with Ukraine yet. <laughs> <laughs> wonder what Hunter Biden's net worth is. <laughs> Probably that's where all the net worth is. It shifted all to his children. Um, what do you think about the politicians having their income you know, Trump really wouldn't release his tax returns, right? No, they released one recently, though, or a few of them recently. Showing a loss? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he has a really, lot of loss care for it. Man. Yeah, he's got a lot of loss care. That's what people, he lost his, his rear in, in New Jersey, and right, on the casinos? Oh, yeah, he did. But a lot of the law in, in real estate professionals, big real estate developers take advantage of certain things in the tax code, like, cost segregation studies where they bonus out a lot of depreciation the first year they build something. So if you're continuously having large real estate uh, properties being built, then it's a const- you're going to show a constant loss. But eventually, 
it all comes home to roost and it, it'll flip on you in the matter of a year you got to keep building you have to keep building to keep, <laughs> to keep from paying taxes but you got to keep spending money now that's a scale that's far outside my expertise but i'm just trying to think through so you keep kicking the can down the road you keep the building developing keep getting to take this extra depreciation so you don't pay any income or income tax of what you have today and then you pass it on to the next generation right? what, what happens to all of that well, you can get a step up in basis and then all that tax is gone, right? That's right. It's like a pretty good deal. Well, <laughs> and here's the thing with any loophole that's legal, and people, if people hear loophole, they think illegal, but loopholes mean they're legal, is if you had the opportunity to do that, you would do it too. Yeah. You're not going to say, that. I think I'll just voluntarily pay, pay some more tax. I don't have to, but I'm going to. Right. You're not going to do that. Most people live on the side of, I won't pay tax until I absolutely have to. They want to pay what they owe, but not a penny more. And but they want to use every ability. And, and people every wouldn't deduction. pay that if they didn't feel fear of going to prison. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> so, no one I mean, wants to, to pay be, taxes. There has to be some sort of planning. You know, Trump. You know, Biden for that matter. They're going to have, uh, especially Trump. He's going to have a whole staff of tax planners and legal advisors on on you know that are paid just by his organization. To make sure that he's paying as little as possible in taxes. And as far as the regular person out there, there's tax planning opportunities there too. Like oh, it yeah. really comes into what missed deductions, missed you know, information about tax code, and you know, maybe a credit you're entitled to. Or uh, and business owners have a lot more opportunities. But just regular people, it's just making sure your return overlooks nothing is the way to pay, to pay a minimum amount of tax. Right, that's exactly right. So if you you know, make sure you're getting all the deduction. Make sure that you're picking up all your dependents, your child tax credits. If you have any foreign tax credit from investments, some small investments, make sure you're getting every little dollar that you can find there, and it's there for you. Just make sure you got to pick them up. If you're just joining in, we're talking taxes on Financial Coaching Radio with Kevin Sizemore, CPA. I'm Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Been hearing a lot of information, or it could be misinformation. Doesn't really apply to me. But this employee retention tax credit. Really? So this was something that was available during COVID, but people didn't do it. Or what is all the, why is it being rehyped now? Is it just government money that didn't get used and people can apply for? I don't understand why are we still talking about COVID benefits? So it's still out there. I'm not sure when the end of that is still available. But a lot of our, I can speak for what we did with our clients. The clients that we knew were that it affected, that were eligible for that money, yes, we did go after that ER. And eligible just means that you had a decline in your business during COVID. Right. And that would that, would that essentially mean if you got the payroll protection money? Well, you got the PPP, the payroll protection. But that which you program. had to show a decline. Yes. You, so would that mean you automatically qualify for this? No. Okay. No, because you didn't have to show a decline with the PPP. You could show that there was an anticipation of it. With the ERC, that's more stringent requirements. So you have to show, it, you know, there's a couple of different requirements for the different quarters, but a decrease of a certain percentage in revenue. Uh, or was it the other non-PPP? The EIDL? Yeah. Was that the one you had to show a decrease? Yes, I believe so. So 
Did you show the same decrease? Would you show the same? No, they they all had their own specific requirements, and so. All right, so I guess my question is: If you, well, if you have a business, you have employees, you need to be finding out if you're entitled to this tax credit. Why yeah. are we two years later to the game on this? Like, why is it still? Why hasn't this been utilized? Honestly, they should have been utilized. The the if you have a CPA, they should have been looking at it way uh, back then. Way back then. So, but no, I guess all the money they set aside for this purpose didn't get used, and they're like, "Oh, make sure you get your yeah and, free and, money." And the companies that are out there advertising it a lot now, they're charging a, a large amount based on the credit that the employer gets. And uh, you, if you're going to go down that route, all I'm saying is you need to be careful with who you're dealing with. And make sure that that information, because you're going back and amending tax or payroll tax. Oh, returns. that's right. You have to go back and amend your 2020 yeah. and 21 returns. Yes, and that means you're going to amend those tax returns, the the actual filings on those tax returns too. So those opens those tax returns up for audit for another three years from the amendment date. So I'm all about to be using every opportunity you can, but this just sounds sketch to me. I don't. You know it, I mean, I mean it, it's legitimate in in a lot of cases, but, but some people we've seen some that have did they just through. set aside too much money? I, who knows what they did? They were just throwing money left and right. <laughs> <laughs> they got so busy marketing the PPP and the EIDL stuff for COVID, they didn't talk about this one. I don't know. Well, it came around a little bit later. So I guess the the kind of word that we got to get out there is one: look into it if you have a business with employees. What about sole proprietorships? Can they deal with this, or is it just employees? I uh, believe they can. To be weird, it's not an employee, but yeah. But if you're going to call a radio ad or a TV commercial or a social media ad about this earned employee retention credit, no, it has to be employees. It, it does have but to be employees. Yeah. You need to make sure your vet. You need to work with a local CPA to figure this out. Yes. Yes. Tell the hello Welch, THWCPA.com. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Hang around with me right after the big guy. Have a financial plan? I'm not talking about a worthless binder full of pretty charts and graphs. Are you certain you're on track to reach all your financial goals? A comprehensive financial plan is about so much more than just your IRA and mutual funds. It involves risk management, tax planning, professional investment management, retirement, and estate planning. Make sure your entire financial life is in order by calling me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Buying a house is stressful and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885.
Welcome back to Financial Coaching Radio, the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. No books to sell, certainly not peddling any live event tickets. I'll leave that to the other show. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, CFP in the house of CPA, Kevin Sizemore of Tuthero Hell & Welch. Been in business over 60 years now. 60 years. This is our 60th year. 60 years. You know, we're shutting it down, right? Yeah. <laughs> April 17th. April 18th. Was it, was it 18th? Yeah, you shut it, it down, like, you're done for the year, right? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> uh, we're still there. Do you have any celebrity, like, athlete clients? I'm not going to answer that. Right, I'll ask you who they are. I just I do. how I, complicated yeah, I do. are these athlete tax returns when they play? They get money in different states. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got, I do have one professional athlete that I deal with, and there is is money it just in a pain? States and foreign income as well. They call it a jock tax, right? It, yeah, it's yeah, it's a pain. Florida, Nevada, Texas, Washington, and Tennessee do not have it. Every other state will tax you. Yep, that's correct. If you go there and work, uh huh. You have prize winnings there or, or just work there. Some cities have it. Cleveland, Kansas City, Philadelphia, and Detroit. Yep. There's a local tax sometimes. So that when I first heard this several years ago, so if you're an NBA player and you're playing in Memphis and that's Tennessee, you don't pay. The, you pay your federal tax on what you earn but not a state tax because Tennessee doesn't have one. That's right. You go to California where they do have a – state income tax and you play a game there and you get paid because they get paid by the game right right so it's it's apportioned to that state their their salary is is there a reason they pay them by the game i think because the states got together and said hey they're working in our state (laughs) they owe us tax why don't they just pay their salary yeah why can't like a tennessee titan just get paid in tennessee because they're working for but i guess they are working when they go to california they are working in that state that is their job so I'm trying to see is there any other professions where this would work like Oh yeah, I've got people with W2s with multiple states work for the same company or multiple companies. Like they just, maybe it's a, a real estate deal. They're going to this to to do a building in Georgia and then they go to the next places in Kentucky. Yeah. Is that kind of the idea? Right. That's right. Same principle? Yeah, same principle. Same as if a, a company works in different states. They have but you're still working for the same companies. You're not doing – it's where you actually do the work. That's right, where you actually do the work. Very interesting. Steph Curry, for example, paid $1 million in taxes to nearly 20 U.S. states during the 2018 season. <laughs> so that's $20 million, $1 million per state, right? California alone collects hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, including 233 million in 2013. These are old numbers, but uh, so what do you, do you get? Like all these different tax forms from all these different states, or you just have to say, "Oh, they were in this state. We have to report it and file." You have to do a state return for each state they worked in. That's right. Wow. How is record keeping on that? Uh, good payroll companies can take care of it. Uh, especially your big box companies that you know. So they're already created. This is you no, know, you made money in this state. Yeah. So it's 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 not something they're having to track manually. Right. That's that on the surface. It seems like that would just be a headache. Yeah. We, what we, about on the filing side? Is it? Is yeah. It a headache? So we, we do some payrolls where employers have uh, employees that work in different states. So we do some of it now. If it got too much, I would probably bow out. You know, but we can handle a lot of the ones, especially, you know, 
close by because we're used to seeing those. Uh, the you know the federal withhold or the state withholdings and the state taxes, state unemployment taxes. We're used to seeing those, so we can handle those. But if it got too much, I'd I'd probably bow out of doing some of them. What about a business owner? Yeah, business small owner. business. Yeah, small business. I go something. do a job in Florida. I go do a job. Well, Florida's and, not a good example. But they don't have this stuff. But yeah. a state that has a state income tax. I do another Kentucky. job. And am I? supposed to keep track of that yes or i just say oh this is my here's my income statement and not even tell you i made some of it in a different state well, some some come or some states uh do what they call a portioning and so usually there's three different uh factors when you apportion that's going to be sales your revenue basically your fixed assets believe it or not and your payroll how much of your payroll was in that state and they use a combination of those percentages to the total, and that's how they come up with the amount of tax you owe in that state. So, you you're supposed, so if you do work in, a, in another state, even if you're an employee or you're self-employed. Well, if you're an employer, I was talking about if you're an employer. Right. But if, yeah. But, but, but if I just, I'm one man sole proprietorship, go work in another state with a state income tax, I'm supposed to. You're supposed to. But if, I don't know if people know that. I'm sure there's some small businesses that you know, are on the... Yeah, and then you, insurance restoration or some stuff right, like that. Right, because those guys chase storms a lot of times. So, yeah, I bet they're reporting. There's no way. No what way. a headache. Yeah, no way. No way. They're the doing. tax code. And you got to worry about federal and the state. Thank That's goodness right. Tennessee does not have a state income tax. And these places that have a local tax, like you were saying, like you say Cleveland, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Kansas yeah. City. I know New York does too. New York City. They're so the city. So, yeah. Have you ever filed a city tax return? Yes, I filed. <laughs> yeah, I filed. I filed one every year in New York. That's mind-boggling to me. Um, yeah, and it is strange. <laughs> well, that's that's the world we live in. You have a fed, you have a federal return, a state return, and a city return. What's next? What's next? Neighborhood tax return? Yeah. That's called an HOA. <laughs> well, that's taxes, right? <laughs> Kevin Sizemore, CPA, Tether O'Helen Welch, 848 1072. Is that the right phone number? That's it. Appreciate your time today, Kevin. Thank you, sir. Reach out to them for all your tax questions. THWCPA.com, offices right here in Murfreesboro and also in McMinnville. This is Financial Coaching Radio. We're back right after this. much are your investments costing you each year? Most people don't have a clue. Why is this extremely important? Because overpaying by just 1% a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28%. You heard me right. 28% less at retirement. I'm commission-free certified financial planner Jason Qualls. I don't sell financial products. I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878-2134 or visit my website, jasonquallscfp.com. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. 
Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Coaching Radio is back with you. A little reminder, listen to the show anytime, anywhere, financialcoachingradio.com. Anytime you got a financial planning question, it could be off topic, on topic. You could just want to complain. Tell me how terrible of a job I am doing, whatever you want to say. Click email the show or any of the social media links at financialcoachingradio.com. I don't do a whole lot of social media promotion. Man, that has exploded in the last few years, right? It went from ah, kind of using social media to bam, we're going to use it for news and elections and all this stuff. And then poof, businesses started using it, uh, these micro videos to promote. And uh, who knows what the social media marketing landscape will look back look like in the next four or five years. Uh, if you want to learn more about what I do, how I do it, the reason I have such a unique financial planning practice, go to Jason Qualls, CFP. I am one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. Appreciate you tuning in. WGNS, appreciate you tuning in. This is Local Talk. The only place you're going to get local talk, local sports, is right here. Keep it locked in on WGNS. I'm out of here for today. There's more local talk, as always. Come on, boy.